0: Welcome to the Creative Financing Podcast and create some terms
1: hello and welcome to the creative financing podcast i'm your host jonathan Gallegos, here with jeff rapaport and today guys this will be the last episode in our series on uh, deal structuring on an eight plex um where jeff presented uh presented the numbers to me Uh, i had to come up with a couple offers um and then we uh we talked about the offer that Jeff made that was accepted on our last episode. And then this episode will be uh, about uh, the other two offers that he made on this eightplex. Um, this is uh, this eightplex is a, a series of townhomes in a row, uh, they all have their individual partial numbers. Um, they are well below market rents. Market rents is about 750 to 800, uh, and they're well below that. Um, seller's asking 649k, and uh, he he would prefer cash, but he's open to a two-year term um, for financing on that. Uh, we came up with some expenses for taxes, insurance, landscaping, management, maintenance and repairs, utilities. Um, and what that, what that was, uh, total was about 23 two forty a year, which is about 1936 a month. Um, and so, uh, that I can't remember what the gross, what he was grossing, Jeff, do you remember what he was grossing
2: right now for rents? As far as rents? Yeah. Uh, fifty-one fifty oh, times God. twelve. Yeah, the uh, like sixty something, sixty thousand eight hundred, I think.
1: Yeah. So, so we determined the. So we just took that and minus our expenses, and came up with net operating income of thirty-eight thousand five sixty, and it's right about a six percent cap rate. Um, for what the seller's asking. Uh, so I think that's, did I cover all the info on that? Yeah, Jack? I
2: think so. Um, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm free and
1: clear. So, oh, yeah, it's free and clear. Yeah, yep. that's an important one to say. Okay. So, just wanted to set the stage there, uh, and that's just kind of fill you in. If you've been following along and you've been listening to our episodes, then uh, you'll, this will be familiar to you. But, Jeff, let's dive into the other two offers you made, and we'll wrap up this series.
2: Okay, so uh, last offer was a three-year term, you know, 2.5% interest, um, like a 10% down payment, <laughs> um, <clears throat> 36-month term. So what I always like to do is uh, if I'm gonna offer a, a lower, you know, a 36, 48, 60 month term, then I'm gonna come back and I'm gonna offer a longer term where the seller will net more money um, over time. Uh, and I, I don't care if the seller told me he only wants two years. Two years does not work for me. Three years is the least that I want. And, uh, and then I'm gonna make him an offer for a longer term because he can make more money. Um, And to be honest, longer terms will, one, work out better for me if I want to own, right? So I have less time that I need to worry about going and getting a new loan and what interest rates may be. And uh, so the longer the term, the more I can deal with whatever happens with the market. And if I'm wholesaling it, uh, my buyers will typically pay more for a longer term. So in this case, I didn't go for a lot longer. Uh, since I offered three years, um, I, I only offered five. And uh, looking back, I probably should have been more like six or seven um, just because that he'd make significant amounts of money, you'll see. Okay. Um, one of the things that I would change on this is that we talked about this. When we went through our expenses, I felt like I underestimated one of the expenses. Maintenance and repairs, yeah. Yeah, and it turned out to be another $150 a month, which is, you know, $1,800. So it kind of threw my cash flow off just a bit. Um, So when you see this, think about that I was basing this on $150 more cash flow than we're actually now getting. Right, okay. All right, so. uh, on the first offer, I offered 645, pretty close to the 649. We talked about that, yeah, I like to try to get close to the asking price if possible, but I also felt like he was asking a premium for this property. So I gotta still remember, I gotta add my fee on top. So I came in a little less, 640, not a whole lot. uh, down payments a little higher, $75,000. Um, and the interest rate is now amortized over 30 years. This is starting to sound a lot more like your offer, um, Jonathan. Yeah. Um, so I came in at 3.85% interest. And the way that I came to that is I just was playing with numbers, right? I I would put... Um, Six forty minus seventy five thousand. That is five sixty five. That's the amount that I'm asking the seller to finance. So I'm putting five sixty five into my calculator. Five hundred sixty five thousand is present value. Um, I know it's going to be amortized over thirty years, so three sixty n. And now I'm just playing with interest rate. So I'll try three point five. My payment's 2537. I'll try 3.7, my my payment's 2600. So I'm just playing with interest rates till I find something that that keeps me, you remember I said I wanted to be in that 2600 dollar a month range. Yeah. Uh, We figured that out based on, hey we have 3214 dollars a month that we can divvy up between our seller in our buyer, that's what's left from taking our income minus our expenses, and so twenty six hundred. I don't want to be less than that. Yeah, uh, or I don't really want to be more than that. More
1: than that, yeah. Now create that cash flow.
2: Granted, this is only going to give me. Yeah, you know, it's not that great. It's like five hundred and sixty five dollars. Uh, but remember, I was thinking it was going to be a hundred and fifty dollars more. So we're probably going to be more around $700 a month cash flow. Okay. So remember, cash on cash return. If we want to increase that cash on cash return, we either have to increase our cash flow, which means reducing our debt service or reducing uh, the amount of down payment that we have to come to the table with. In right. this case, uh, reducing down payment and our assignment fee. Okay, so um, the the reason, yep. You know, so I did sixty years. Now the balloon payment. So all you then do is put sixty in as n, and hit future value, and you get up a five hundred nine thousand seven eighty, which would be our balloon payment. Yeah. Uh, so remember when we talked about the last option, um, option one that got accepted, the balloon was 533. Here it's 509, but it goes an additional two years. So we already know this puts us in a really good place to refinance the property, um, probably allows us to pull out a good chunk of the money we put down even, and you know hopefully have very little money left in this property at the end of five years. Right. The reason I like offering this is in the first option that I gave him, he netted 687,000 and some change. By going an additional two years, he makes 743,660. Um, so that that's significant. Another 53 plus thousand dollars to go two more years. Okay. okay, I don't love this offer. I'm really glad he didn't take it. Um, uh, if I had to do this over again, I probably would have structured both offers a little differently. Uh, first offer, I would just sort of come in with a little less down payment, maybe seven grand less, eight grand less. Um, and this offer I would have too, um, come in with a little less money down. I would have liked to have kept this payment a little less. So, um, but option one was accepted, not option two. And to be honest, even with that two additional years, um, you know, uh, I'd make money on this. I'd make at least 30,000 on this deal. Okay. So now let's talk about the one offer that for sure. I thought you would come up with Jonathan is what's that?
1: subordination
2: subordination of course um, and I, I i got super creative on this so if you d- don't quite follow it's all right um, yeah, just try to follow the concept so, what was your last
1: jeff sorry what was your last what was the monthly payment on your last offer number 2 oh
2: 2648 principal and interest 2648 okay all right so I did offer a subordination, okay? And here's why subordination means that seller agrees to um, basically allow you to borrow against the property in first position and that seller will then take back the the remaining amount of his or her equity in second position, okay? And I I know it sounds all confusing and all risky. It's really not that bad and happens all the time. Yeah. And what it does is it gives me a way to offer the seller more money up front when they have a free and clear property or owe very little on the property. So (laughs) in our first two options, uh, we we only got as high as 75 grand. I I mean, if this seller needed 100, 125,000 now, um, we're falling short and we're not going to be able to give him that kind of money most likely because that's defeating the purpose of what we want to accomplish, which is getting in semi-light, right? Yep. So I offered 645, top price uh, along with option one. And really what I look at here is, I want this to be the least amount that I can get away with, but still enough that would entice the seller to do it. And the reason for it is I'm gonna go borrow this money. I'm gonna borrow it from a private investor, not a hard money investor, not paying 10% and two points or any of that. I am gonna go borrow this at five, 6% from someone that's got money sitting in an IRA that um, is making one or 2% and they would love to be in first position on a property that's worth probably $750,000, $800,000 for $130,000. Um, I mean, that, that's about as guaranteed as you can be guaranteed. Um, keep in mind that the seller is still owed $515,000. I think the seller is going to let something happen to this property. Yeah. Um, no. uh, you know, First position person is about as safe as you possibly would be. Right. So I'm going to just say that I'm going to borrow this money at 6%. 6% interest only in this case. Um, So I'm looking at 130,000 times 0.06 is 7,800 divided by 12, 650 a month. Okay. Interest only.
1: And Jeff, sorry, your uh, purchase price was one or six forty five again. Six forty
2: five, right? same as option one. Yeah, and then one okay. down. Okay. Okay. So when when I construct this, I'm thinking, hey, th- this gets the seller twenty percent down. Um, gets them at least fifty plus thousand more than my best down payment offer gets them. Um, so I'm cutting. I'm trying to cover all bases here. Mm-hmm. If you need more money up front, here's the how you're going to get it. Okay um so i already now have to take into account that i've got to pay $650 a month on my first loan to my private investor right yes. and what we have covered in a number of probably every single episode that we did on this is that we really want our payment to be right around that $2600 mark right that mm-hmm. that's what we decided that is kind of the the threshold. Now, I went a little higher just because I thought I had a little more money to work with. That's not the case. Um so um but think of it this way that I thought we had another $150 a month cash flow. So really what I did is so we have a first mortgage of 130 that all will go to the seller, all of it. I still owe the seller $515,000. Uh-huh. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to pay the seller $2,000 a month. <laughs> so I have $2,000 to the seller, $650 to the private investor, $2,650. Are you right seeing right. a pattern here? Yeah. Right I'm always right. around that number. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm going to pay him $2,000 a month, principal-only payments, for 12 months. Wow. Okay? Okay. Just 12. And what I probably should have done here is that I have another three years that I'm going to pay this seller um, on a note. Okay, and what I did is I figured out, I did more of the hybrid. So kind of two and a half percent, um, you know, at $2,000 a month. Uh, But now he's making some interest from years two, three, and four. What I probably should have done is um, giving him a more real of an interest rate because he nets six hundred and eighty thousand five eleven over the course of 48 months. And the first option nets him 687 in 36 months. Um, so really the only benefit that option three gives is, hey, if you need more money up front, here's the way you get it. Yeah. And um, so I was trying to get a little um, creative here. And the reason that I wanted to do that is remember, we talked about that we're, we feel like we're paying a premium for this property. Yeah. So we need some principal pay down. Yeah. Whether it's us, whether it's our buyer, you know, someone needs principal pay down. So, that, not to say that we, we don't think that uh, there's some upside here. Um, I just feel like based on where numbers are right now, we're overpaying, okay? Right. So, um, we know that the, the first mortgage of 130, it's interest only. It's not oh. being paid down. Right. It's staying the same for four years. At the end of four years, we gotta pay off $130,000. Yeah. So, what I want is that 515 to pay down. So if I do interest only just for a year, pays down by $24,000. Then we're going to get some additional pay down over the next three years. Our balloon payment is $454,511. So what happens is that you just made 60, you got a $60,000 principal pay down. So you basically made 10% Ten percent on your pay down over the next four years so
1: um let me ask you a question. so are you calculating so on your little hybrid interest rate here uh-huh. uh, so <clears throat> we have two thousand dollars a month, principal uh-huh. only payments to the seller for twelve months, and then at the end of that twelve months it'll be four ninety one are you calculating your interest rate off that four ninety one correct, okay.
2: Yep. yep. So what
1: was that interest rate? Two
2: and a half.
1: Okay. Two point five percent interest for three years. Right. Three years. Okay.
2: 454511 five eleven is the balloon payment.
1: Okay. Balloon payment is four fifty-four.
2: 5.11. Huh? Yeah, so really what you're doing is, um, just think of this as like a math equation where um, what you need to do is before you start to figure out what the balloon is, you got to take the principal off. Um, so if I'm just paying $2,000 a month, all 2000 is going toward principal paydown. Over the course of a year, I'm paying down 24000 yeah i owed the seller 515 um uh, so 24000 minus 515 is 491 that's our new principal balance of where we're going to start our calculations yeah, so, yeah. Okay? okay i thought
1: uh, so i just wanted to clarify Yeah.
2: Um, but th- th- let me explain why i'd love this offer <laughs> this offer would have been a home run and what i should do is get better at constructing them so it makes even more sense i mean uh, certainly if my seller needed more money he'd have to look at this uh, whether he actually makes more here or he makes more you know one year less but i really should make this more competitive because here's what's happened okay uh, we're we're paying we're paying his top price we're giving him a chunk of money but We don't have any money to come up with. Okay. We can borrow 100% of the purchase price. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, I can then go increase all the rents. Okay. And what I could probably do is go and refinance this and I'd either pay him off at a discount for that second mortgage because I'd be ready to go in a year, not four, um, I do want to take advantage of my principal only payments for that year. Yeah. Um, I probably should have just offered him 5% interest on that payment because I'll be done in a year. And uh, what I should have done is just gone back to him and said, look, um, hey, uh, I can do one of two things. You know, I, I, I can continue to pay you on this and do a substitution of collateral, right? So." on his second note, um, for 515,000, however we structure it and be able to use that money on various other properties, or I'm going to discount him because, Hey, I'm paying you off three years early. Um, let, us let, get this done. Yeah. And, uh, you know, but I, I got into this with no money down. I could refinance. Um, I still have no money down and, um, you know, that, that's how you create wealth is um, figuring out how you don't have any money in properties. Yeah. That's why yeah. I love this, this offer. And I just need to get a little more aggressive on the note back to the seller for their equity.
1: Yeah. And when you have no money down or no money out of your pocket, your return is infinite.
2: That's correct. So and
1: that's the best uh, kind of deal.
2: Yeah. So I wasn't crazy about option two. I'm glad he didn't actually take it. And um, I'm totally fine with option one, but uh, I would have been really excited with option three. Yeah,
1: for sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, that. uh so been you a lot guys are probably
2: and... sick of this aplex now, but I'm <laughs> telling you what: if you go through this and you go through it a few different times, and you think about how we have come up with these numbers. And when you, you know, go back to one and two when uh, Jonathan, you were struggling a bit. Yeah. you were on nice. the right path. You, yeah. know, you worked the numbers backwards. You, you saw what you had to work with. Um, now you just you, now you just had to open your mind of what you were trying to accomplish. You were right yeah. there. That the, these four episodes uh, for someone that's really serious about learning creative financing will go a long way. In helping you figure stuff out,
1: yeah, definitely, I agree. I've learned so much just running through the numbers myself, um, especially like, oh, I don't know where to start. You know, like, uh, where do I even begin to make a creative financing offer?
2: Well, and that, that, that's a question that I keep hearing come up uh, throughout Facebook on our hotline. Is that you know, where where do you start? Well, the first place you got to start is you got to figure out. Yep, are they asking a reasonable price? You know that that you can even get to, and then you got to decide. Hey, yeah, you know, if I'm going to wholesale, I got to add more money on here. You know, if when I'm selling this, is it going to make sense for someone else? And if not, then I got to come in less, right? So, um, but you just pick a place and you start, and you see if the numbers all work. And then if you wanted to make multiple offers. Well, it's pretty simple. I mean, I'm going to make one offer for a shorter term. I'm going to make one offer for a longer term. Um, there's two offers for you. And if if all, if that's all you did and you offered cash, welcome to the creative financing game.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Love that. All right. Well let's wrap it up there, Jeff. Um, so guys, if you haven't uh, listened to all the other episodes, on on this series, go back and do so because there's so much that's been jammed packed in these last you know few in, in this series really of uh, structuring terms on uh, on an aplex. There's so much that can be learned, um, but you got to start with: is there equity there, or is there cash flow there, or can you create the equity, um, or can you you know make a smaller payment or increase? Uh, the income to make a cash flow. Um, and then you just figure out your net operating income and work backwards. So I know it's definitely a lot, uh, to learn, but it's, it's a great, great way to do so. Okay. Um, guys, if you are interested in, <clears throat> in learning this, uh, in a all in one place online course, um, Hit us up on our hotline for uh, the creative, the Creative Financing Academy. It's an online course, video based, where you get to run through numbers like just like we did uh, with uh, on on this last series with Jeff, and uh, how he goes step by step by structuring offers um, on various properties. There's uh, multi-unit. There's uh, you know single-family, yeah, triplex. triplex yeah everything
2: i got to find some mobile homes that uh, that might be the one i don't do a whole lot of mobile homes but um I- i'm looking <laughs> yeah
1: so if if you're interested in learning this for real and you want you know one place to go for all of that and you want to be able to follow along on a visual platform step by step to learn how to do this hit us up uh, for the creative financing academy and you can just leave a message on our hotline we're not opening this up to everyone right now but for a select few um if you're serious about it hit us up on our hotline let us know that you're interested our hotline number is 877 409 90 again 877-409-8090 and you can uh if you text cfp or creative financing to that number it'll give you a special link to uh to get a taste of what these videos are like um and this is something that we've been promoting uh for a long long time now um get that video if you don't have it already uh, because it, it you know it really shows you uh how to the things that you need to think about and how to practice, uh, creating offers on properties. So, um, get that, uh, all of our episodes can be found at the creative financing Um, they're archived there. We're on Facebook at the creative financing podcast and Instagram, the same handle. Um, what else did I miss here,
2: Jeff? Uh, Join our Facebook group. If you have deals or questions about structuring deals, that's where those should go. Uh, We've actually added some other people that are very experienced in creative financing. So you'll get some different perspectives. I think that'll be awesome. And uh, if you're interested in learning how to uh, be a wholesaler using creative financing, we only have a small amount of time left in 2020. And um, you know, we, we had a goal at the beginning of the year to change 25 people's lives. Um, let me help you make some money because you have no idea what is coming our way in terms of opportunity. And uh, we will set you up to make some money and um, and then hopefully to achieve your goals, whatever they may be. So. Uh, If you're interested in our apprentice program, give me a call on the hotline and I will get back to you.
1: Awesome. Okay, guys. Until next time, go out there and create some
0: terms.